Newsflash, Boise, Idaho has the worst rush hour in the nation and the fifth worst in the world according to an analysis conducted by Fleet Logging, a trucking industry website. I find this hard to believe considering I spent a day trying to get around Boston on Interstate 495 last year. It wasn't a very wicked smart idea to drive in Boston. We crawled and creeped and inched past Beantown. And don't even get me started on sitting in the parking lot known as L. A's Highway 101. So, I'm all for President Biden's infrastructure bill, especially whatever money can be thrown at Amtrak rail service. For the uninitiated, train travel is wonderful. I began traveling by train years ago because I was afraid to fly. And, though my home is in the West, much of my extended family live back East. If I wanted to see them, I needed to find a mode of transportation that didn't require vodka martinis or Xanax pills. I was excited when I discovered the Zephyr train line goes back and forth between San Francisco and Chicago. Best of all, I could pick up the train in Elko, Nevada, just a few hours south of where I live. If you decide to use the Elko station though, don't expect an airport lounge with cushy seats and Starbucks coffee. It's an open-air, plastic shelter planted in a sagebrush patch south of town. Oh, and the return train stops at 3.03 a.m. that is, if it's on time. Despite those few downsides, I got hooked on train travel. When I was a harried public education teacher I had a surgical procedure that left me feeling unwell and depressed for weeks. When summer came my husband suggested I get away for a while and take a train trip back east to visit family members. I remember how restful and soothing the trip was. Time seemed suspended the three days and nights I was on the train. I was so relaxed the rocking of the train kept lulling me to sleep. I tried to stay awake to see the beauty of Colorado's Ruby Canyon whizzing past, or the mythic Mississippi River as we crossed over at the Iowa-Illinois state line. When I could keep my eyes open I read and knitted and chatted with other passengers. Every morning I woke up to the smell of fresh coffee coming from a coffee station in our car, and the rustle of a newspaper being slid under my sleeper door. Such luxury. I'm not the only person in my family with train on the brain. When my son, John, graduated from high school, he told us he wanted to go train hopping to celebrate. That's dangerous. I moan thinking about people being frozen to death or suffocating in a locked rail car. And, I continued, it's illegal. Absolutely nothing we said could stop my son though. He was a young man determined to have an adventure. He'd read about the hobos riding the rails during the Great Depression. That's another thing about trains. They have a long and colorful history. After John spent a night in a boxcar on the way to Pendleton, Oregon, I hoped he was cured of rail riding. He said yes, the boxcar was noisy and dirty, but nothing could compare to watching the stars on a warm August night from the open doorway of the boxcar. He even painted a picture of his experience. There's a train museum in Chattanooga, Tennessee celebrating trains. At the peak of rail service during World War II the snappy song Chattanooga Choo Choo became iconic for its description of train travel. You leave the Pennsylvania station about a quarter to four. Read a magazine and then you're in Baltimore. Dinner in the diner, nothing could be finer. Then to have your ham and eggs in Carolina. President Biden, Amtrak Joe, didn't leave a Pennsylvania station but a Delaware station for over 30 years, commuting back and forth to work in Washington, D.C. Biden makes a good case that train travel doesn't just ease traffic congestion, it's also good for the environment. 
According to treehugger.com, a full train beats both planes and cars for lower carbon emissions, hands down. So train travel? Nothing could be finer. Thank you.